Greetings, everyone. I'm so glad you're here today joining me on Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I'm Sue Van Rays, your host, functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, and founder of Boulder Nutrition. I also lead women's wellness and yoga retreats, both locally and internationally. You can find out more about me at bouldernutrition.com. My inspiration with Satiate is to offer you functional nutrition, food psychology, and well being insights, to share with you case studies and stories that can act as salve for your soul, to share with you some of my most favorite special guests and experts from all over the country and to offer you an opportunity to satiate your body, mind, heart, and soul. If you love this podcast, I would be so grateful to have you head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. That will help me get the podcast out into the world to the listeners who need it most. Today's episode is in celebration of my new mini program, Metabolic Mastery. How would you feel if you could revamp your health in a few simple steps without counting calories, without feeling restricted, and without being completely overwhelmed? Understanding how to best fuel your body to feel how you want to feel is one of the most complex conundrums of our time. The health and wellness industry has left so many of us confused about food, body, health, and well-being. The endless search for the one right way to eat, to fuel our bodies, and to live well has never seemed so complicated. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there isn't one. When I read the latest and greatest diet books or check out the most current health trends, Each approach comes with the same stigma. Their way is the only way. I completely disagree. Your way is the way. We are each completely unique. Our metabolisms function differently than our friends, our sisters, our mothers, our brothers. How you feel after a grass-fed piece of steak or a bowl of lentil soup might be very different than your sister. We all have such unique body chemistries, sensitivities, likes or dislikes, histories, hormonal imbalances, and metabolisms that with any investigation, it would only make sense that food and lifestyle react slightly differently in our unique bodies. And yes, there are some important universals. We all feel better eating natural, clean, whole foods. We all feel better eating within the season. We all feel better eating organic, unprocessed, unrefined foods. We all feel better listening to our body sense, our hunger and fullness cues, when our biochemistry is in balance. And we all feel better when we attune to the natural rhythms of our body. Within these universals, 
There is plenty of room to customize and fine tune to match our unique bodies, our health goals, and how we want to optimize our personal metabolism and energy. My new program, Metabolic Mastery, helps you discover and live with your metabolic mojo leading the way so that you can elevate your energy, create food to feel good and to live well, and understand the intelligence of your body and your biochemistry. After all we've been through in the past 16 months during the pandemic, it is such a potent time in the world to revolutionize our eating and living. So many of us are out of whack and have had our stress levels skyrocket, our uncertainty keep us awake at night, our sleep patterns become so sporadic, and not to mention experiencing trauma, loss, grief, and sadness as we've watched the world go through this challenging time. You can find out more about my Metabolic Mastery program by visiting boldernutrition.com slash metabolic-mastery. Onward with today's episode. Sailing through summer. Become the master of your metabolism. Listen and learn the five non-food ingredients to include in your metabolic plan, how you can fuel your life to feel how you want to feel. Because this is what I ultimately want for you, for me, and for all of us. Before we dive into these five integral pieces of metabolic health that I think you'll be so excited to learn about today, I wanna just give you a quick definition. What is metabolism? Your metabolism is defined by the chemical processes that occur within your living being in order to maintain life. Metabolism governs your energy, your mood, your cravings, your body composition, your focus, and your sleep. When your metabolism is working well, you'll notice that you can track into these six different elements and you can see how they improve over time. The other big heavy hitter when it comes to your metabolism is your blood sugar. When your blood sugar is stable, you are promoting metabolic health. When your blood sugar is up and down and all over the place, spiking and crashing throughout the day, there are a variety of reactions that happen within your metabolism, starting with insulin and impacting almost every system of your body. So with today's non-food ingredients, which are also impacting your blood sugar and all of these different elements within, we'll find some really concrete, simple, user-friendly strategies to work with metabolic health from a lifestyle perspective. Our first non-food ingredient that we're gonna to explore today comes from the field of chronobiology, the branch of biology that is concerned with natural physiological rhythms and cycles. Today we're gonna hone in on your circadian rhythm, how your sleep and wake cycles impact your fasting and feeding cycles. Your circadian rhythm affects a broad range of behavior, psychological processes, fat metabolism, 
body temperature, hormone secretion, and even cardiovascular health. We wake and sleep due to a rise and set of the sun. Our circadian rhythm also impacts our insulin levels. The loss of our circadian rhythm, meaning we're out of whack and we're doing different things at different times every day, we're not really paying attention to our natural body clock, often is said to lower our glucose metabolism and may actually contribute to metabolic disorders. When we fuel during the sun and rest during the moon, we align with these chronobiological rhythms. Another important point that I want to make is that it, we are even more sensitive as women to our circadian rhythm. Thermogenesis is how we burn calories, and it's strongest in the morning when our insulin sensitivity is the highest, and it slowly begins to decline throughout the day. Therefore, when we eat our heavier meals earlier in the day and avoid late night eating, we're actually matching our metabolism to our circadian rhythm. So another thing we can work on with circadian rhythm is sleeping and waking at approximately the same time every day. We can focus on eating our meals at approximately the same time every day. We can look at how our body feels around exercise and if we can time our exercise at approximately the same time most days. Circadian rhythm is speaking directly to our primal brain. When our primal brain is happy and things are predictable and certain, we actually diminish low-level stress in the body and elevate the ability to keep things rolling along smooth and steady without a lot of variation, which is comforting to all the aspects of our metabolism. And just these simple tweaks by adjusting our schedules and getting into a good feeling daily routine, right there we've upped the ante for our metabolic health. So a good home practice for this ingredient is to simply look at your daily routine. How can you tighten it up a little bit within the circadian rhythm, within the sun and the moon, and within what your body feels best doing at each time of day? Considering all those different aspects I mentioned, eating at the same time approximately every day, going to bed at approximately the same time every day, waking up in the morning at approximately the same time every day, exercising around the same time every day, and letting yourself have downtime and quiet at around the same time every day. These simple tweaks will make a huge difference in how you feel, how your primal brain can feel more secure, and in how your metabolism will work for you rather than against you. The next non-food ingredient we're going to talk about today is hydration. Hydration is actually defined as water plus electrolytes. And many of us are hydrating only with water and not getting enough of those important electrolyte minerals. 
sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. But every single thought and muscle and movement is driven by the sodium potassium pump within your cells. And it's so tightly controlled in the body. In fact, it's so important for the kidneys to be efficient at filtering the different levels of fluids in your body. These electrolytes control every single metabolic function in your body. Sodium moving out of the cell while potassium moves inside the cell. And they are very tightly regulated. When we have low levels of sodium, we feel neurological fatigue and even edema. And yet with just one hit of electrolytes and five minutes, we can feel so much better so quickly. Another important fact about hydration and electrolytes is that we don't need sugar or glucose to absorb these very important minerals. In fact, if we can minimize the sugar or any kind of glucose in our beverages that are called electrolytes, we can actually lower our glycemic load and keep our blood sugar stable. When you increase your electrolytes, you'll notice that muscle cramps improve, brain fog improves, lethargy improves, and fatigue improves. Another important fact to note is that when you have enough electrolytes in your body, especially sodium, you decrease cortisol, you decrease stress, you decrease adrenaline, and you improve your sleep. So starting with even four to five grams of sodium per day, if you're eating a primarily whole food diet, will get your magnesium and potassium working for you as well. One study that was published in the American Journal of Sports Medicine recommended seven to 10 grams of sodium, especially if you're training in a hot and humid environment. While there are many sources of electrolytes in our diets, including just straight up um, sea salt, there are some really fun and really tasty electrolyte beverages that you can use to fuel your hydration. Watermelon juice is a great one. Pickle juice is a great one. You can also drink coconut water, and aloe, and if you want, you can even make your own electrolytes by taking a glass of purified water, squeezing in a whole lemon, and adding in a healthy pinch of sea salt. Stir it up, drink it up, and notice how much more hydrated you feel for longer. Okay, let's move on to this next non-food ingredient for your metabolism, sleep. And I know sleep is such a challenge for so many of us. I've been there. And if I don't follow these very important nuggets that I'm gonna share with you, trust me, my sleep can get just as off as yours. But I've learned some really important elements to keep sleep regular and to fuel my metabolism. The first one is to shoot for seven to nine hours a night. And I know that sounds like a lot, but some of you probably feel your best when you get up to nine hours a night of sleep. If you can align your sleep with your circadian rhythm and your body clock, what's gonna happen is that you're naturally gonna feel tired at a certain time in the evening, and you're naturally gonna wake up in the morning, even on the weekends. 
It doesn't have to be exact, but that circadian alignment will do wonders for your hormones and your metabolism. When you have a lack of sleep, you actually elevate your insulin levels and increase your risk for insulin resistance. Another thing that happens as part of that same domino effect is that you lower your leptin levels. When you lower your leptin levels, you're gonna not feel satiated very quickly. Leptin governs your satiation. So if you are reaching for comfort food and you're feeling like always a hankering for those sweet treats or those crunchy potato chips, consider that your leptin levels are off. What's crazy and interesting to me is that melatonin raises your leptin levels back to a healthy point. So when you're getting enough sleep and your melatonin is working for you, even if you're supplementing with melatonin, you're going to raise your leptin levels and curb those cravings and you haven't even had to deal with your willpower. Your weight gain will go down when you're getting better sleep unless your sleep is excessive, like upwards of 10 to 12 hours a night. Now, I know that for some of you, it's really hard to either go to sleep or stay asleep. So I'm just gonna give you a few things to work with. I'm sure you've heard some of them before, but maybe some of them are a good reminder or there may be some new ones in here for you. So first of all, make sure you get the lights dim early in the evening so that the light is not stimulating your melatonin production to be halted. Another thing you can do is adjust the temperature of your house, open the windows, turn on the air conditioning or a fan, and make sure that the temperature is lower. We keep ours at about 60 degrees, 57 to 60 degrees at night, and it's a completely different experience than going to bed when the, when the house is too warm. You can also get off your electronics earlier because that blue light is stimulating your body to stop producing melatonin and also stimulating your nervous system to be on like a daily rhythm of you know being um, moving too fast what we want to do in the evening when the sun goes down is to start to slow our bodies down get into a nice warm bath feel the day float away from you <laughs> and release the tension that happens when we're in our day-to-day -day hamster wheel I have a few really high, highly favorite supplements that I use, remedies, herbs, and different things for sleep. Now, melatonin is probably my number one, but not only for sleep, melatonin does so many other great things in your body, so it's really safe to take. As I said, it, it raises your leptin levels, it also decreases inflammation and helps to regulate your hormones. It's great for your brain chemistry, and of course it helps you stay asleep longer. It's halted by light, so when the sun comes up, your melatonin production goes down, and when the sun goes down, your melatonin production goes up. So be sure to take that into consideration if you're using artificial light at night, as that can really throw your cycles off. One of my favorite supplements that I take on a daily basis is GABA. GABA is an amino acid, that fuels the neurotransmitter called GABA. And GABA is like a light off switch for your nervous system. It quiets busy mind, it lowers anxiety, and it tells your system that everything is gonna be okay. It's kind of heavenly. 
And you can take it sublingually or in a capsule or in a liposomal form where it crosses the blood-brain barrier even more swiftly. I notice that when I take GABA at night, my mind is so much quieter and I'm so much less restless. Another one of my favorites is CBD. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of controversy government-wise with THC and CBD and what, what's legal and what state, but we've definitely made a lot of progress. CBD absolutely relaxes us. It actually feeds our GABA neurotransmitter as well. And it is so imperative to help with inflammatory responses in the body, pain in the body, stress in the body, and all the things that can really create trouble sleeping. Another would be magnesium, which calms every part of your muscle contraction. It's found in those electrolytes we mentioned. It's so calming and helpful for, for getting you a good night's sleep. Same with 5-HTP or tryptophan. I love to make passionflower tea, especially if I can get it in season from Rebecca's Apothecary here in Boulder. Shout out to her. She gets passionflowers wild every summer and you put the passion flower in your tea and you let it sit for 15 minutes floating, one flower, and then you drink the tea and eat the flower. That to me feels like such a beautiful nightly ritual. If you can't get local passion flower fresh or dried, you can also get it in a tincture. Um, you can also use the roots and stems. You can buy passion flower tea in a tea bag. Um, so do what you can wherever you are, and that's a great one to also fuel GABA, but also to calm the system in so many ways. And whenever I take passion flower, I feel like I get the yummiest sleep of my life. Ashwagandha is a great adaptogen. I've written and shared with you many articles and blogs that include ashwagandha and adaptogens. Um, I notice when I take ashwagandha, I don't even wake up to pee. <laughs> so it's helpful to use all of these in conjunction. And also you can try, you know, different ones to see what work for you. Quite frankly, I use most of these on a daily basis, whether in my regular supplement routine or my bedtime routine. I also notice when I take a nice long aromatherapy bath right before bed and I raise my body temperature by about one degree which happens in a warm bath. The research shows that that one degree raise in body temperature really helps your body and your mind relax and drift off into a much deeper sleep out of the gates. So let's work with getting our sleep patterns on track, finding that circadian alignment within your sleep and within your body clock, and then feel free to use some of these remedies. They're totally safe and many of them have plenty of other benefits in your system other than just sleep. Okay, so our next non-food ingredient for metabolic health is actually around movement. Now there's a lot of different research out there around cardio and high intensity training and low intensity training and what we should do. Now I'm no exercise expert, but I am a daily exerciser and I am a yoga instructor, and I've spent lots of time in my life as an athlete, a competitive gymnast, etc. Exercise and movement is integral to my being. So I'm gonna just speak on a little bit of research I found for you today so that we can at least get you going on the right track. 
muscle building, strength building, and muscle in general is the foundation of your metabolism. So anytime you can build muscle in a healthy and balanced way, you're definitely fueling your metabolism. Muscle also regulates insulin sensitivity through signaling your proteins that, that will help the muscles uptake um, glucose. And when you're uptaking glucose, you're going to be lowering your uh, blood sugar glucose levels and keeping your insulin at a happy, healthy level. So your muscles and organs also have a circadian rhythm. And what you can do is explore what it feels like to exercise in the morning for your body and in the afternoon or early evening for your body. I don't recommend exercising late at night unless it is a really gentle stretching or yin yoga or something that is going to calm the nervous system. If you do something like high intensity interval training, more than three times a week, the research shows that you actually can end up increasing inflammation and overstimulating your system. So it's great if you can balance something like cardio or high intensity interval training with low intensity movement. So including low intensity movements such as walking, yin yoga, something like a casual bike ride, or even something like paddle boarding where you're using muscle, but you're also doing it in a really peaceful way. You're working with your body, you're moving your body, you're giving yourself those endorphins you get from movement, and you're then feeding your metabolism exactly what it needs to be strong and healthy. So there's, I know, a lot more research on exercise out there, but this is sort of the, the breakdown of what I've been able to find and distill for you. Um, and just to remind you that moving your body on a daily basis in some way is so beneficial for your mind, for your body, for your muscle building, for your metabolism, and for your integrative wellness as a whole. Okay, so I left my favorite for last because I like to do that. Um, and because I've noticed within our stress response there's a lot of confusion as to what to do about it so our final non-food ingredient today is actually pleasure and the reason i wanted to call it pleasure rather than stress reduction or stress management is because when i've been going through really stressful times in my life and someone has recommended that i quote unquote manage my stress or quote unquote diminish my stress when I'm feeling pretty out of control with the stress provokers or triggers that are actually happening, there's maybe no way I can fully manage or shift out of them, especially if they were related to my kids or someone in my family or something that was out of my control. It just felt almost diminishing to hear that approach. Um, it didn't feel like something that that person understood. And so, when we have high levels of stress, our cortisol and adrenaline are usually, you know, the culprits, and that can be triggered from something internally like an imbalance, like even being dehydrated or even having a lack of sleep. That can also be triggered by something external, which could be a relationship that doesn't feel good, 
something going on within our family system or our home life, stress at work, um, stress, you know, that's coming at us from some external source. So rather than focus on managing our stress, which of course, if you have great stress management skills, absolutely keep doing them. But my approach, I tend to like to add something in. It just feels like a place I have control, a place that I can manage my own self-care. And so within that, there's my favorite hormone. I'm sure some of you have heard me talk about this before because I do like to write about and share about oxytocin. Oxytocin is the anti-stress hormone. And it's also known as the cuddle hormone or the warm and fuzzy hormone. And it's the one that makes us feel really good. Um, and it can also impact our metabolism by doing things like reversing insulin resistance and lowering blood sugar. In fact, there's research that shows when you increase oxytocin in your life, within a diabetic community of people they researched that their diabetic symptoms and their insulin level levels lowered. So this is real science and it also feels good. So there are lots of different foods, lots of different ways that you can increase your oxytocin. And I'm just gonna name a few. Some of them you've definitely heard of before and others are something that you might not know about when it comes to micronutrients, macronutrients, and supplements. So with in your biochemistry, there is this drive that promotes certain types of behavior. So you might be able to look at yourself within a stress response and see sort of what happens within your actions, what happens within your behavior and how integral your biochemistry is in how you make those choices. That could mean that you might self-soothe with alcohol or comfort food when you're stressed, or you might be irritable with your spouse or your kids or your family when you're stressed. That's because your biochemistry is driving your behavior. Just like I mentioned how when we have higher levels of stress, we have higher levels of comfort food cravings, that's an action that's been driven by your biochemistry. So we often blame ourselves for some of these reactions when they're really hard to control when they're happening at a biochemical level. We don't need to blame ourselves for them, but we can add in things that will help. And when we are in balance within our stress response, and when we have higher levels of pleasure and joy, which increase our oxytocin, right there we are combating stress in such a lovely way that also brings us joy. So if you're like me, you would also prefer your oxytocin to be higher than your cortisol, and that would relieve chronic states of stress. It will relieve levels of depression or anxiety. It diminishes weight gain, and it diminishes uncontrollable cravings. And we can add these things in by just taking these simple steps. So foods such as dark chocolate, avocado, lots of nuts, wild salmon, sweet potato, mushrooms, organic turkey, yerba mate, all of those foods promote oxytocin. 
There's a whole list on my blog called seven mini to-dos that will master your oxytocin and lower your stress if you want to check that out. You can also take oxytocin promoting supplements, which we don't always think of. Vitamins like vitamin D and vitamin C and all the B vitamins promote oxytocin production. Minerals like magnesium are helpful in promoting oxytocin production. And then there's lots of herbs and amino acids and things that also work in the same way. Chamomile, I mentioned melatonin, 5-HTP, tryptophan, L-glutamine, GABA, L-phenylalanine, and L-theanine also promote oxytocin. There's mind-body practices that you can do, such as meditation, yoga, gratitude practices, reflections, positive affirmations. You can uh, use your connections with others, laughing with a friend, giving someone a hug, talking to, even just talking to, on the phone to someone has been shown to increase your oxytocin. Getting a massage, having an orgasm, and even snuggling your puppy or pet, your kitten, any of those things will promote oxytocin. Um, we talked about exercise and movement a little bit. Moving your body elevates your oxytocin. That's why so many of us love it. And that's why it's considered a stress response or a stress um, management technique because promoting oxytocin in your body happens with movement. Even if it's dance or swimming or being outside in nature going on a long walk, any of those things can really up it. Getting outside, now I do this on my retreats, uh, taking my women out into the forest for some forest bathing. It's amazing, just sitting in the forest can absolutely up your um, oxytocin. It's been proven in science. Um, forest bathing started in Japan when in corporate uh, Japan, places like Tokyo, people were so stressed out and there's very little nature around in the city. So they started promoting forest bathing and they did a lot of research and collected a lot of data on forest bathing and noticed that all these symptoms of degenerative disease, metabolic issues, stress-related health issues diminished by simply forest bathing, which is just sitting in the forest and taking in the forest. You could sit by a river and listen to the sound of the river trickling over the rocks, gardening, eating your lunch outside, um, sitting at an outdoor dinner table, you know, spending time in nature in so many different ways. And I am such a nature addict. And I know when we go up to the mountains on the weekends and we get out of the bustle and away from everything, our whole demeanor changes and it is so incredible. Another really great way and kind of last but not least by far is giving. A friend of mine had a quote in his business called giving is the new getting. And it took me a while to like really get that on a deep level. But giving is one thing, being of service is one way that we can really boost our oxytocin and do so much good in the world. So it might just be something so simple like giving, giving somebody your coupon in line or helping a friend or dropping off a, you know, a jar of soup for someone who, that you know who isn't feeling well or bringing food to somebody who is in need, um, helping somebody change their tire. These things can be so helpful. So work with your oxytocin levels 
increased pleasure that is joyful and peaceful and healthful for your entire being. And let's enjoy the benefits of improved metabolic health through these non-food ingredients. I've had so much fun preparing and researching and getting ready to launch this new program, Metabolic Mastery, and to share with you not only about nutrition and food as I normally do, but also about lifestyle and these important elements that you can so easily add into your lifestyle with just a little bit of practice, just a little bit of structure. And before you know it, your metabolism is going to be humming along in a healthy and steady and energizing and satiating way. And you're gonna feel better than you've ever felt. So reach out to me if you're curious about my program Metabolic Mastery, you can find all the details at boldernutrition.com slash metabolic-mastery. I'm here for you. I'm here to be of service. And I can't wait to see how all of you do with this great information in feeling your best and living your best life and sailing through the season with all of these elements in check. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Satiate. Sending you my wholehearted wish for your health and happiness. And I will see you back here 